The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Close your eyes and pull like down. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam McGuire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Dylan Mangan of the Southern Star and I'm joined by Star Sport Editor Kieran McCarthy today. Before we get into things, I'd just like to give our listeners a gentle reminder to please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and YouTube. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you in association with our friends at Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, where your bank really does matter. Choose Credit Union, choose local, choose community. Now, the Oscars might have got a lot of attention over the weekend in LA, but here at home in West Cork, a much more important award ceremony took place at the weekend, where we celebrated the 25th anniversary of the West Cork Sports Star Awards in the Celtic Ross Hotel, we're having an award special on today's show and later on you'll hear from some of the big winners on what was a brilliant night all around. But first, we're going to look ahead to this weekend's big game in the Allianz Football League Division 2 as Cork travel away to play loud this Sunday. Kieran, what's your prediction for this one? I'm hoping and predicting a Cork win, and I was just um, bringing up the table there in front of me looking at the Division 2 football table. So the state of play with with two rounds of games to go, Cork sit third in the table. So Derry have a 100% record. They're on 10 points. Dublin are next up. They're on eight points. And then you have both Cork and Loud on six points each. So Cork and Loud still have a chance to win promotion up to Division 1. Even though you would think that Derry and Dublin are the obvious favourites right now, Cork and Loud still have, have that chance mathematically, but even more, 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 more than that. So we're looking at uh, this weekend's game is a big one up in RD. So if Cork can get another win under their belt, it'll push them on to eight points. And OK, they're looking to looking for favours elsewhere to take points off the dubs. But um, Cork are still in that promotion, that, that promotion conversation, which is a, a good place to be considering that Cork lost their opening game of the league um, way back in that, that early day in um, Barky Cueve when Mead came to town and took the points home. But this is going to be a tough game. Louder on a, a good run themselves still, and they're after a couple of wins in a in a row. It's going to be an, another challenge for Cork to go go up into RD to beat an informed loud team. Um, so it's going to be a another challenge. But just like Cork with the way to clear in the last round and got a good win there on the road, I think this is just another step, another challenge for this Cork team. And in, interestingly, they've won their two away games so far in the league. They beat Clare away. And they bounced back from that loss to Mead, and they did a good win against a Clare team who have been a bogeyish team in, in Division Two over the last couple of years for Cork. So their road trips are proving quite profitable, and it'll be a, a nice time to pick up another two points. Do you think Loud, like they're coming into the game, as you said, on the same points as Cork? So you'd imagine the conversations that they're having this week ahead of the game are probably kind of similar to the ones we're having there looking ahead as well and maybe hoping for for promotion 
100%. And, and Lauder are really looking forward to looking the lips of the proposition of Cork coming up because, like I said, they're on a good uh, a good run of form at the at the moment. So for them, as much as Cork are, are building and pushing forward, it's very much the, the, the same with Loud. So they'll be looking to keep a bit of momentum going before the, the Leinster Championship. Because if you look at their the record in, in Leinster over the last couple of years, it hasn't been great. But right now in Division 2, they sit above Mead. They sit above Kildare in the table. So you could say, as of now, they're the, the second best team in, in Leinster just on the going on the basis of league, league form alone because Dublin are obviously just a, a couple of points above them. And I think Dublin and Loud is coming up. Is that the, the last round of games for them? So that'll be a, a nice Leinster derby as well. So Loud will be looking forward to this because they, Mickey Hart, he wants to test his team for, against Cork to see how far they've come because look back at last summer, last June Cork and Loud met in a first round All-Ireland qualifier in Parky Cueve it wasn't a great game that day, it wasn't a game for, for the football purists Cork came out on top thanks to a couple of late goals from Brian Hurley and Cullum O'Callaghan Callahan. but um, Loud just, they weren't great that day but look at our form since then so I think they want to show that there's more to the game their game that they showed against Cork last summer. So it's going to be interesting, but it's just going to be a challenge for Cork. It really is um, away from home against an informed low team who who wants to, to keep building momentum as well. But these are just the tests that John Cleary and his team wants. In this Thursday's inside track column by Holly O'Sullivan, he notes that the Cork team was training in Foda Island Resort last weekend for a, a mini training camp ahead of, of this weekend's game. So no doubt they were putting plans in place for how they can deal with Loud, how they can beat Loud, and how they can push forward for the rest of the year. So um, I'm looking forward to see what Cork can come up with, and hopefully we can see that consistency of performance that we've seen throughout the league. So the next challenge, but I expect Cork to get the job done. And just a final one on this as well. Do you think John Cleary might be kind of ruining um that Dublin game a little bit? Uh, considering Derry then went to beat Dublin, maybe if, if Dublin had had uh, in the last round of games uh held on and and beaten Derry there, things would be looking a little more healthily. But as you said, now it's kind of just depending on other people to to do Cork a favor. If we can't forget that Cork were within. A bit of a crossbar in the seventh minute of injury time of beating Dublin. That's how close Brian Hurley came. Like there was a the Dublin goalkeeper got the tips of his fingers and just diverted it onto the onto the woodwork. So Cork was so close to beating Dublin that day. And if Cork had beaten Dublin, I don't think anyone would have denied that Cork would have been full value for that win. So that was a good Cork performance that day. But the the bottom line is they didn't win. They didn't get the result. And now they're they're playing catch up in this promotion promotion conversation but uh, let's look at it from a different perspective um cork aren't in the relegation conversation right now off the back of beating claire that they that it's very 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 unlikely i don't think they can be relegated and um, considering yeah, that both claire and kildare are on two points apiece they're four points behind cork and cork have beaten them both so on head to head um cork have had the better of the two of them and then limerick are on one point at the bottom of the table and they're going through their their, their own trouble so if, if that's a positive from this campaign so far is that Cork have put those relegation any relegation fears, they're not there now. And after that opening defeat to, to Mead, and considering that Cork were coming into playing Kildare and Dublin next, there was a genuine fear that Cork could have lost their first three games. Then all of a sudden you are into that relegation um situation. But with two games to go, Cork are looking up instead of looking down. And that is progress itself. 
because I keep thinking back to what John Cleary said after Cork lost to Dublin in the All Ireland Senior Football quarterfinal last um, last summer. He said that Cork were a kind of a, a bottom to mid table Division Two team, and he wanted Cork to put to push up the table to push up towards the top of Division One, and then ultimately, sorry, push up the top of Division Two and ultimately win promotion up to Division One. And where Cork are now with two games to go, they're looking up. They're they're trying to forced away into those top two spots and into that that promotion conversation. Whether it happens or not this year, we'll just have to see what pans out over the over the next couple of weeks. But so far it's been a season of progress for Cork and hopefully we can see that continue on Sunday up in RD. Yeah, that one throws in at 1 p.m. I believe. I'm moving on now to uh, West Cork soccer. We now know Kieran three of the four Beamish Cup semi-finalists. Yeah, last weekend, even though the weather gods, they weren't in great form, Dylan. Um, last Sunday in West Cork was wet, wet, wet. And one of the games, well, probably the big game with Manway Town against Greener Rangers, that quarterfinal was postponed. And that's been played this weekend instead. And Greener Rangers have home advantage for that on Sunday. So that's a, that, that's a big one. They're two of the big teams in the Premier Division. And you would think whoever comes through that will be probably tipped and touted as the favourites for, for the Beamish Cup. But what we do know so far is three of the teams that are there. So in Thursday, Southern Star, we have a full match report, pictures and reaction from Togo Celtic's 2-0 win against Barry United. Robbie Lucy was the hero of the day for Togo. He scored two goals in the second half in a in a quick-fire seven-minute spell to inspire Togo to that 2-0 win. Bunrath United are another team true to the last four. They beat Alta Celtic 1-0 with Conor Broslin getting a 13-minute goal, the only goal of that game, and that's enough for Bunratty to put them true to the last four, and they'll be dangerous. They'll, they'll be quite dangerous. They're going well in the Premier Division, so they'll fancy their chances of getting to the Cup final. And then another quarterfinal last weekend saw Castletown Celtic beat Skibbereen 3-1. Even though Skibbereen got a nearly goal, John O'Donovan gave them a second-minute lead um, Castletown didn't panic and Jack O'Callaghan got a brace in that game and Gerardo Donovan netted a very late goal to round off a 3-1 win. So we know Dylan Castletown, Bunratty and Togger Celtic are three of the four semi-finalists we'll find out the fourth semi-finalist this Sunday and as far as I know after the Manway Town and Drina Rangers this weekend the semi-final draw will be made so it's it's quite exciting we're getting towards the business end of of the Beamish Cup so watch this space for the next couple of weeks yeah I'm sure those three semi-finalists will be um watching the score updates of Junior Rangers versus Dunmanway Town very closely this weekend moving on now and Kilbritton teenager Nicola Tuttle suffered a tough injury last year at the European Throwing Cup in Portugal but Kieran she's come back with a bang this year hundred percent, and this is a this is a great comeback story. Um, we covered this a lot in, in last year's Southern Star. So Nicola Tuttle, the Phil Britain teenager, a former West Cork youth sports star, because when she was just sixteen years old, Dylan, she was crowned Irish Senior Women's Hammer Champion, which is a incredible success. But think back to March thirteenth, twenty twenty two, when Nicola was in action at the European Throwing Cup in Portugal, and she actually fell when she was in action that day. 
and she dislocated and fractures uh, dislocated her elbow and suffered a fracture as well which was quite a serious injury for a for a hammer thrower and it kept her out of action for a significant amount of time but she did get back to feature at the world under 20 championships in cali columbia last august where she got to the final and finished in the top eight which was an incredible achievement but back to last weekend nicola was on the athletics ireland team that went back to the european throwing cup and almost a year to the day, 365 days to be exact, Nicola produced the goods and she won a silver medal, which is, is brilliant. She threw 64 metres, 44 centimetres to win that silver medal. And it's just one centimetre outside her PB that she that she said just last month at the Dunboyne Throws Festival, where she threw 64 metres and 45 centimetres. So a centimetre, that's how close she was to to equal in her PB and just another couple of centimetres outside setting the new PB. What it does show is great consistency for for for, um, for Nicola Tuttle. She hopes to get to the European Athletics Under-23 Championships in Finland in the summer. That's one of her targets. But it's just great to see that there's a, there's a big consistency to her throwing at the moment. And when she set that PB last month, it, um, it was a huge increase of over two and a half metres of her previous PB so she's getting better and better and better. And she's only 12 centimetres off the Irish under 23 women's record. So I think you could take from that, Dylan, that Nicola Tuttle is a young sports person who's going places and fast. Yeah, big things to come from Nicola Tuttle, I'm sure. Uh, we'll be back in a moment. We're just going to take a quick break, but we'll be back to chat about the West Cork Sports Star Awards. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Last Saturday at the Celtic Ross Hotel, over 200 people came to enjoy and celebrate the 25th anniversary of the West Cork Sports Star Awards. Kieran, it was a brilliant night. We celebrated um, and crowned overall winners, which we've announced um, on Southern Star, Dolly and other platforms this week, which are Paula Dunvin and Finton McCarthy. But the night overall was was just a, a brilliant night and there were a lot of fitting tributes as well to the late great Paddy Palmer. Exactly, yeah. It was a celebration of sport at the Celtic Ross Hotel West Cork Sports Star Awards and it was a, a milestone in so many ways. It was the 25th anniversary of these awards. So it's incredible the, the longevity of these awards that kicked off in 1998 and were we're here now, um, 25 years later, and they're still going strong. And, and that's a testament to the to the sports people here in West Cork, because they are the reason that these awards are going from strength to strength, because West Cork sport is, it's a boom at the moment. Like, it really is a, a, a golden era of sport. And you could see that by the calibre of athletes that were in the room on Saturday night. So, like you mentioned, Dylan, Paula Donovan and Fintan McCarthy were crowned the 2022 20, West Cork Sports Stars of the Year. And in the history of these awards, they're the first ever back-to-back -back winners. But it's so hard to look past their achievements. And that's why when the Julian Kedden panel got together at the end of last year, and it's important to note here that Paddy Palmer, the late party, was a big part of, of the adjudicating for, for this year. Um, that we were looking at, there were so many candidates and so many local sports people that were in this conversation. But with Paul and Finton, in 2022, they won world and European gold again. So we have these local athletes from Lich from Affadown 
um, skibbereen rowers who are achieving on the world stage. And it's just incredible for West Cork that that you have local sports people at that level. So they won the, the overall award. We announced in, in the weeks coming up that Skibbereen Rugby Club ladies team were the team of the year. The Castlehaven ladies football team took home the special achievement award. Millie Condon, the jewel star from Ballinascarty, who plays her club football with Clannacilty, picked up the Pauly Palmer Youth Award because we've renamed the Youth Award in memory of, of Paddy. He was a great um, advocate for the youth and a great promoter of, of the youth here in the Sports Awards, but just in general across West Cork. And like you touched on too, Dylan, there were such lovely tributes paid to Paddy tonight. And that was so important to us all involved in the Sports Star Awards because we all got to know Paddy so, so well over the years. And he was part of the awards family and we're lucky enough to call him a friend as well. And he's he's sudden um, death in... Um, earlier this year was um so for so many people it was so so difficult to to wrap our heads around so it was nice to be able to pay tribute to Paddy and what was very fitting as well is his his wife Colette was and some family members were there on the night so they could see in the room there was some such love and warmth and appreciation for Paddy and I think that's lovely for the for the for the for Paddy's family and his brothers who were there just to see how much we all loved and appreciated um the man that is Paddy. And um, I think I told a story on that night above it, even though I've known Paddy for years, like it was such that messing element to him, Dylan. Like you just you just couldn't get past it. And when I landed into the reception the last night, um, I met Paul Cummins chairperson, uh, Michael Brennan, and he was saying, Jesus, it's um it just won't be the same without Paddy. He was such crack. And he goes, Remember that night, Kieran, that we were here and Paddy was telling you that I applied for the Leeds United job and um and uh, that that I was going for interviews. And I said, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, Jesus, and he was telling me to, just to play along with it. And I was like, what? Play along? Because I was convinced that Michael Brennan had applied for the Leeds United job. And it was a story that I put to the back of my head saying, Jesus, I must follow that up because that's a great local story. A local fella applying for a Leeds United job and he, he got on the shortlist or whatever. But that was just party being party. And even just ha having the crack, just messing in. And um, Michael played along with the joke that literally ran up to last Saturday night when I found out the truth. But that's just a, a brief insight into was into the charismatic party and, and what a part of what he brought to these awards. But um but like you said, great celebration of sport and to mention too that Greta Cormican, the legendary liar road bowler, she won the Hall of Fame award on the night. And that was announced live on the night itself. So there was great excitement and there's lovely symmetry to that because Greta was the first ever West Cork Sports Star of the Year back in 1998. So very fitting that we could induct her into the Hall of Fame. But enough from me, Dylan. I think I've said enough now. So we have a couple of interviews coming up here now, one after another. First, we're going to hear from Paul Donovan and Fintan McCarthy on winning um, the West Cork Sports Star of the Year Award, what it means to them and their plans for the year. Then we're going to hear from Avril Condell. She's a Skibbereen ladies rugby captain. They won the team of the year. They have a huge game coming up in Skibbereen this Sunday, an All-Ireland Women's Junior Cup quarterfinal against Westport, 1 o'clock. If you're anywhere around Skib on Sunday, please go to this game. Please support this team because they're the only Cork representative in this All-Ireland competition. And after we hear from Avril, we hear from Greta Cormican, who was just about coming to terms with the shock of learning that she'd won the, the Hall of Fame award, but what a deserving winner. Talking now to the 2022 West Cork Sports Stars of the Year, Paula Donovan and Fintan McCarthy. Paul, talk to me how important it is to be recognised in your home patch with an award like this. It's really um, 
you know, when you're out there doing all the training and, and the races and stuff, and a lot of the time you're kind of on autopilot, and I I oftentimes forget what I'm what I'm doing it for at all. But then it's nights nice, nights nice like this in West Cork with our family and friends, and um, the Celtic Cross Hotel and the Southern Star and C103. They put on a, a great knees up here, like, and um, it's really uh, it reminds you of, of of what it's all about, you know, and. Um, I think, um, do you know, they did a great job as well tonight honouring Paddy Palmer. Uh, I think he deserves a special mention. Uh, he was a big fan of these awards. We always enjoyed coming here to talk to Paddy at these awards. And ever since we were uh, a young age, he took a great personal interest in us. And he does to all the sports people. And it's a real genuine interest that he takes in people. And he brings that into his commentary and whatever he's doing. And it's... Uh, Joins an inspiration and a hero to us all, um, and so I think it's uh, fitting as well that they named uh, the youth award after him as well. And um, I think there'll be many young people that will win that youth award. Will go on to, to big things in the future as well. So uh, it's been a good, good occasion overall. I think for that. Good stuff, Paul. Really nice words on Paddy. And Finn, just to touch on something Paul said there about being recognised here at home in West Cork. You spent so much of your year away, like you're just back from Spain and in all the different regattas all around the world. But to be back home tonight to celebrate with your with, with your family and friends and be recognised as the best in the West, that must be quite special. Yeah, it's great. You know, um, as you're saying, we don't get much time at home. So it's, uh, yeah, really nice like these that you look forward to and um, I think look back on really fondly as well. So it's just all part of, part of that journey. And it's, yeah, it's really, really nice. And Paul, just to touch on Brian Cody, our guest speaker, said about, about moving forward, that you can never you can never settle for staying where you are. We're in the 2023 now, Olympic qualification year. So what's the what's the plan for the year ahead? Like, you are the best lightweight double in the world, Olympic world, European champions, you've won it all. So what's the what's the incentive this year? What's 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 driving both of you? Um, well, I think for me, the main goal is to finish my school exams. <laughs> so they're, they're coming up in a few weeks and... Uh, Pressure's really on for that, like, and uh, I'm not the smartest, like, so I have to really work hard, and uh, I think I'll be able to do that, and then then I can kind of focus a bit more then back on, on the rowing stuff for the summer, but, uh, like, Finton's been doing the past few years, he's been taking up the slack, uh, putting in, in the long miles throughout the winter to make, to make up for my uh, uh, lack of training, uh, but I think um, there is some good competition uh, for the, the seat, uh, seats in the boat this year so uh, I really would have to get my act together once I do finish the exams I, I, I don't think I'll be in the boat at all so uh, I think first thing finish the exams and then get into the boat and then we can think about world championships and, and whatever else then after that How close are we to call you Dr O'Donovan? I uh, don't be calling me that <laughs> uh, that'll never happen just like you said there, like it's a big year, big year ahead, Fintan, and you just did a year twenty twenty two with your Irish Rowing titles as well. When you set out at the start of a new year, have you targets and uh, this target, this list of goals that you that you want to achieve? Yeah, I think so. I think it's the same for everyone, really, and I guess for us this year, you know, qualifying would be the big one. So it's kind of just about taking off the little, um, the little goals on on the way to that at this point. So. Yeah, um, yeah, I guess that answers your question. Because even though, like, Finn, you are, like I said, world champions, Olympic, uh, European champions, you still have to qualify for the Paris Olympics. So for our listeners, talk us through what you have to do to get through to the Games in Paris in 2024. Uh, so 
will have to come top seven at the World Championships this year, and that qualifies um, two seats in the Lyra Men's Oval for the Olympics next year, and we'll have to uh, secure them again next year. And while that's quite important, you secure the seats, you don't secure the rowers. So even if the Irish lightweight double qualifies for next year's Olympics, your place isn't guaranteed, even though you are the best in the world. Like you said, there, there's pressure on, like there's other fellas trying to hop into that boat. There is, but our seats aren't even guaranteed this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> the pressure's always on it seems, but uh, you know, that, 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 that's what it is. And I think every year we just try and be as good as we can anyway, and be sure if that's good enough to make the boat, then... Um, uh, you know, I think we'd be, we'd be happy enough for that and then we'll try and do the best we can then in each regatta we do. Yeah, it should be, should be okay. And how does that pressure and expectations sit, sit with you, Paul? Because like I said, you are, you are, you are the best. You've achieved what no other Irish lightweight double has done before and there is an expectation on you then. Like when, when you go into regatta, it's like the, the public expects, well, these two boys are going to win gold, you know. So can you, can you feel or can you feel that expectation and pressure? I don't think so. No, I wouldn't uh, think about it. It all really like, you know, you just have to take each race as it comes and try your best at it. And uh, there's no point worrying about what other people think you're going to do. You just have to go up there and uh, try hard. And you're training for, for this year. Looking at Instagram last night, Finn to put up. Uh, I, uh, I never put up. Finn to put up a video. He was I think he was deadlifting <laughs> once. Was it one seventeen? One seventeen stuff. So it was it was quite impressive. Uh, you know, so not very impressive uh, compared to Paul. There, he's oh, so, so, he, pushing massive numbers. In the so, so so Paul's even a different level above again, is he? <laughs> As always, yeah. But we're at that stage of the year. We're in March now. So what's your training schedule like with the the races to come in the summer and the World Championships later in the year? Does does it does it build up or does the heavy work go in now? Or what's the what's training looking like? Yeah, I think it's it's pretty pretty hectic kind of year round. Uh, we might change up what we're doing in training coming into racing just to be more specific uh, around like kind of race pace stuff. And maybe in the winter it's a bit longer and building the endurance. But yeah, it's always um, always fun. Finally, so Paul, you've won the World Rowing Crew of the Year. You've won the RT Sports Team of the Year. But you're back to back West Cork Sports Star of the Years. Tell me which is the most important and remember where you are. <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever won back to back. No. Another first. Is it you? Fair play for us now. <laughs> Stringing two good years together. Uh, but um, I think the big challenge now will be the three in a row. Never been done? <laughs> That's your target so for 2023. I the big target. The, yeah, the only yeah. thing that matters to us for 2023 is to get the three in a row here in West Cork. Brilliant. Let's congratulations on another successful year, another West Cox Sports Star of the Year Award, and best to look for the season ahead. Cheers. Thanks, Gary. Mm. congratulations. You are here representing Skibbereen Women's Rugby Club because you are the winners of the overall Team of the Year Award at the West Cox Sports Star Awards here in the Celtic Grass Hotel tonight. A fantastic accolade, but a deserved accolade for you and for all the people behind the scenes and on the pitch that have made this a reality. Uh, when you heard that you'd won the award, what was the reaction within the club? Do you know, it was a real cliche thing because we were just so happy to be nominated, you know, yeah. <laughs> given the the talent in West Cork. So to, when we heard we won, we were like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> we're like, are we just invited, you know, to the event? But uh, no, it's, it's, it's been amazing. And as you say, like across the disciplines and as, well, as women in sport mm. uh, and outside of the, the rugby bubble and mm. um, for this to, you know, to, to, to achieve something like this, it, it's phenomenal, really. It's something that we wouldn't have expected at all. 
just on that, Skibbereen are an example of one West Cork club that are absolutely thriving with the number of underage girls taking up rugby and also the number of adult women coming back to rugby. You've seen it firsthand, you've laid the foundation. It didn't happen overnight, but it's getting better and better each year. It is. Um, like I actually I uh, coached the, the mini girls on a Saturday morning um, and you can see the, the interest is there, I suppose. It, it really does come back to, you know, if you're seeing it, you, you want to emulate it. Um, and the club is so supportive of that. They've put the, I suppose, the steps in place to to achieve that. Um, as you say, with the women, I suppose there's no coming back. For us, it's women are starting, you know. Um, like I myself started rugby at 32, you know, um, and we did a give it a try event there yes. at the start of the season, picked up six new girls uh, who've played all season with us and have, like, we wouldn't have been able to to sometimes field a full team if those girls hadn't come on board, you know, or women, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but it's, it, it really is. And as you say, it, it, it really is all dependent on that underage structure. You want to be able to feed yes. new, new talent every, every year if we can. And another thing you're doing is you're raising the awareness of women in sport for younger girls and younger generations who are watching you play at that level and it's great to see as, as well this year yet again a general balance between men and women who've won all the awards over the past 12 months and like you're rubbing shoulders with some pretty serious like Darren McKenney Athletics yeah. the Roars um, just to name but a few of the Camogie players I mean it, it just shows you where Skibbereen Rugby now is in the local area and these are local awards but these are very important awards because of that Oh absolutely like I think it's very rare that you just fall upon a team that just has like a core group that is just so talented and that's what we have like those girls i actually can't tell you how proud i am and they're so young and they're only just starting in their rugby careers um, and i just think you know to be be here today and see the caliber uh, of of athlete that's there and for me especially as, as their captain looking at them knowing what they have ahead of them like they're not out of place you know they deserve to be there just as much as as you say as the olympians uh but they're starting you know yes. they're at the, the beginning like there will definitely be an irish shirt on one of these girls in the years story. to come i have absolutely no doubt about it if you're involved in skibbereen or involved in it um it's a great night for you for skibbereen rugby for Skib women in rugby not just in skibbereen but in west cork and in cork itself but there's a big big date coming up on sunday the 19th because skibbereen are taking on westport why is this such a big game and why do you want people to come out and watch? So this is huge because it's um, the All-Ireland Junior Cup and it's the first one um, and there's only two teams in Munster but we're the only Cork team. There's ourselves and UL Bowes representing the Munster um, province. But uh, for Westport, um, they're a, a huge team. Now, the, the thing with this is only junior players, so no uh, AIL players can, can play down. So it really is a chance for us to, to put ourselves against some of the best teams uh, in our division. Um, and push the girls, you know, it's, and it's something that we need the support. It's something like this. Sometimes it's the it's the support you get that carries you over. And uh, we're an inexperienced team. You know, we've maybe two full seasons. This is our second full season because of COVID. Uh, Westport are a, a powerhouse in, in Irish rugby. Um, so for us, we really do need that support to come out behind us and just give us that little buoy, you know, to, to push us over the line. Yeah. Well, I've absolutely no doubt Skibbereen and West Cork will come out and support you on Sunday the 19th in the All-Ireland Junior Cup against Westport. But tonight, congratulations, Arvind Khan. Congratulations to Skibbereen Rugby and enjoy the night. Thank you so much. Thanks a million. We will. <laughs> Okay, Greta Cormac, congratulations, first of all. A Hall of Fame award for you on the 25th anniversary of your first award as West Cork Sports Star Awards. You were clearly surprised, but it's a lovely accolade. I was absolutely blown away. <laughs> I certainly didn't expect it. But as he went on and I heard that um, she has four brothers and the only girl in the family, I knew then. My legs started, they went like jelly. Honest to God, they yeah. did. But I just... 
uh, just so delighted to get it. Like, you, yes. you know, when you're coming to the end of your career and you get awards like this, it's just, it means so much. Um, I think it was poignant as well tonight, tonight that Polly Palmer is no longer with us. I know how much, how much you respected him, how much he respected you, uh, even though he wasn't there. But even tonight, considering the athletes in the room, considering the rowers in the room, considering all the winners over the last year, to get the Hall of Fame is a, a reflection of your work over the last 25 years for bowling in West Cork and beyond. And for that, uh, everyone in the room stood up and, and was thankful for it. And that was an even lovelier moment. Yes, it was absolutely lovely to get a standing ovation, especially after Paddy had got one before me. Mm. You know, Paddy was such a part of these wards. And, you know, I would have loved him to be here tonight. I really would. But, you know, he's he's not with us and, and sympathies to his family. But... Again, you know, I won't sleep tonight. I know that <laughs> because, uh, you know, I, it would have been nice to have got a bit of warning and I could have said something more constructive or something better. But look, I said what I said and I meant what I said and that's it. I think you spoke very well considering the shock you were in uh, at the time. The fact you were standing next to Brian Cody. This is also a reflection of the rise of bowling, not just this year, but over all the years that you've been involved, both bowling yourself and on the admin side and looking after it. It is on the rise in West Cork for the younger age groups and for the older age groups as well. It is after coming on there even since since COVID, because women in, women in sport have brought it along, and we've we have our days now for all the women of the county, and there we're introducing new girls, smallies, even older women are taking it up now again that they've kind of come to the end of their career at another sport, so it's fantastic, and hopefully that we can continue over the next two, three, five years to build it even bigger and further. Is that what gives you the greatest satisfaction seeing the younger versions? I know it's nice to see the older people coming back and people who might never, might never have tried it. Avril Condell tonight, Skibreen that won the team award. Yeah. She didn't start playing rugby until she was 32. There's no reason women can't pick up a bowl no matter what age they are and get involved. No, but it's, 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 it's nice to see them all taking part, but I love to see the kids. I yeah. love to see the kids. It, it don't matter what sport they're at, be it soccer, football, hurling, whatever. I love to see them come along, mature, develop their own skills or whatever. It's, it's just lovely to see. Is there a pathway for a young girl that's interested in it to start? To get to get used to the just get used to the rudimentaries of road bowling and then to progress on. You see Hannah Sexton tonight and what she's achieved. I mean, there's provincial titles, there's all Ireland titles, and then there's European and world as well. Absolutely. See, we want to try and get rid of the myth of his mam, her mam died, or her mam, sorry, mm. her mam um, bowled oh. and her dad bowled, so she should bowl. We're trying to get rid of that. We're trying to introduce new blood totally that their parents never bowled before, their brothers or sisters or whatever. Mm. So that's what we're we're working on. You've won a lot in your career, and there's still some more things possibly to win. Where does this where does this rank? Tonight ranks well up there now, well up there in fairness. I suppose when I won in 98, just to remind you, I won a world title in Armagh and that swung it on the night for me, we think, back then anyway. <laughs> but uh, this on top of that world title is something very special to me. Um, lovely for your family, for your extended family. I'm sure this is going to be celebrated in the days to come. Well, I was... The WhatsApp was going and I could feel it on my watch and it, 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 it hasn't stopped. So I'm sure there are a lot of congratulatory messages in it. Before I let you go, um, a lot of people, even as soon as you wanted, were quick to congratulate Hannah Sexton and all her family as well. You could see what you mean to them, not just the award, but what you've done for road bowling in West Cork. It, without you, 
it would not be nowhere near as, as popular. It would not be taking up two pages of the Southern Star every week as it does because it's now at its, at its most popular, I would say. I wouldn't say it is all down to me now, in fairness. There's good people. We have a good organisation. We have good chairman, secretary, treasurer and all others down the line. And as you know, our sport is a voluntary sport. You know, it's not easy to be going out there Sunday after Sunday, marking scores, refing scores. It is raining down here. The wind is blowing. But it's not all down to me. I'm, I'm only one, one person in the cog. Well said, and congratulations once again on your Hall of Fame work. Thank you very much. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast and now it's time for everybody's favourite part of the week where we look forward to what's in this week's sports spe- section coming out on Thursday. Kieran, what can readers look forward to? So we have a big Westcock Sports Star Award special just in keeping in the weekend that it was. So pages of pictures, interviews and so on. So if you were at the Westcock Sports Star Awards, pick up this Thursday's Southern Star to recap a magical night. If you weren't at the Westcock Sports Star Awards, pick up this week's Thursday Southern Star just to see what it's all about and just to see why this night is the Oscars of Westcock and why it's such a special night um, to, to, to be a part of, whether you're a monthly award winner or just a guest, because like Dylan said earlier, there was well over 200 people in the room and it was just such a celebration of Westcock sport. So we're going to capture that in this Thursday Southern Star. As well as that, our feature county league report this week is O'Donovan Ross's win against Newcastle in Division 2 of the County Football League. So that's worth checking out. We also have a, a Joe McCarthy on Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon was at Toker Celtic's Beamish Cup quarterfinal win against Barry United. So report and reaction from that. Car Colors had another win last weekend, beat Wexford. So that's there too. The Hemis Hurlers are in All Ireland. Senior B College's hurling final action this weekend. So I was chatting to their manager, Aidan O'Donoghue. Looking forward to a huge game for the Hemi. So the, so the best to look to them. It'd be great to see an All-Ireland coming back to West Cork this early in the year. Also a match report from the opening round of the Carberry Bearer Junior Football League. Badness Garty got the better of Kilmackaby. Killian Cullinan was the hero. He got 1-4 for, for the Furbell. So that's, that's in there. I'm chatting to... Carberry football manager Tim Buckley um, about their challenge game against the Cork under-25 under development team in Dunmanway on Monday night at half seven. And that's something for fans to get along to have to push to. We have a two-page special on the West Cork rally. That's going to take over this weekend. So Martin Walsh is doing what he does best. And it's a, it's a great spread on West Cork motorsport. So he's looking through the... Who's involved? The local interest. Um, with a with a local a local man there, Aidan Hennessy is going to drive in his first West Cork Rally on um, on this weekend, and also keep with that motorsport team. Keith Cronin had his BRC twenty twenty three first outing last weekend, and he finished second over in Cumbria. So we have reaction to that. There's loads in there, absolutely loads, inclu- including um. Lost to Public Bantry, won the Munster Schools Wheelchair Championship final last Thursday in Neptune Stadium. So a report on that. And there's much, much more as well. So a lot to sink your teeth into Thursday. 
packed as always. All that will be available in shops, as Kieran said, across West Cork from Thursday morning. There's also a special Mother's Day feature. So for any listeners who, like me, are undoubtedly unorganized, that'll be something to uh, pick up. And uh, there's some great ideas on how to spoil your mum this Sunday in there as well. As always, if you're further afield or you can't make it to the shops, you can subscribe to the Southern Star e-paper and get the Southern Star on your laptop, tablet or phone. Just go to subscribe.southernstar.ie, enter your details and you get an exact replica of the newspaper for less than two euro per week. So as Kieran said there with all the sports uh, stuff in this week, that is an absolute bargain. And as always, thanks for listening to the Star Sport podcast and thanks again to our sponsors at Access Credit Union. If you've enjoyed this, please remember to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify and YouTube. And thanks for listening.